0: Hello, welcome to St. Francis Catholic Chat. This is Julia. This is
1: Father Casey. Julia, great opening.
0: Thank you. That I is, had practice. That
1: is the way to do it. Um, we just actually did a little fake out right here. Um,
0: I, I actually, I don't, I don't know if I'd call it a fake out. I was fooled. Right. That's bamboozled.
1: That's a fake out. Is I, it? Oh. I, 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 was the faker. You were out.
0: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Where
1: uh, we we recorded a good two and a half minutes without it recording. She was like, "It's not recording." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." And,
0: that's, and so I assume that was going to be in the podcast because that happens to me sometimes where I mess up anyway. And I'm like, we just Is run I'm still in. <laughs> we just we just roll and with so it. We just keep going. That's how
1: we do it here at St. Francis. Well, Julia, welcome back. Um, Thank you. We only missed one week um, because of exams last week. And we missed last week.
0: I thought we missed two weeks.
1: Mm, no, I think we just missed last week.
0: That's great then. Woo. Woo.
1: One week. So we're 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 on a roll.
0: Back on back on the I don't know. Back on the train. What do they say? Yeah.
1: Something like that. I don't know. We're we're back on the podcast train. Yeah,
0: exams are over. So speaking
1: of exams and trains, in Rome we had a saying called the D H E train. D H is ten, so it's when you get a perfect score because the grading is only one to ten. Oh, nice. And but I mean, it's ten point one. Well, nine point one, nine point two. So it's really a hundred point scale, but it's just like ten. You know, so it's it could. Anyway, (laughs) point is. The DHE train is where you uh, are getting perfect scores on your exams, like, on a streak, right? And so we call it the DHE train. You know who was always on the DHE train? Father Siler. Father Siler was, hu- he was, like, the conductor of the DHE train. <laughs>
0: the conductor. <laughs> he was
1: just, particularly when he was at the um, Lateran for his, I think he, I don't think he got a totally perfect uh, license, but I, I'm pretty sure, like, most of his grades were DHE, DHE, DHE just DHE cum laude, which means ten with laude uh, with, with um praise. Oh right? nice. When you get like magna cum laude, right? Summa cum laude. So he would one professor <laughs> was so impressed, It's like DHE cum laude. Um but they're gonna they're gonna take away the laude <laughs> when <laughs> I send in the grade. But just so you know, the laude. Anyway, Father Siler today, um today is Father Dr. Siler. He Is that um, how that you say it? No, I think you just still call him Father Siler. You could call him the Reverend <laughs> Doctor, but he is Reverend Reverend, Reverend Christopher Siler, uh, J C D S T L. So he has a license in sacred theology and a doctorate of um, use canonica. I guess that's how you use do it. canonica. Well, anyway, what it's is that? it's um, it's canon law. Oh right? wow! So he is a doctor of that's canon very law. Impressive. In fact, if you need a canon lawyer for any reason, maybe. Better call Saul <laughs> or better call Father Seiler. Um, I
0: hope I will never need a canon law lawyer, question Probably, mark.
1: Probably better than not.
0: Right. That's and what I think.
1: I think people, like, have their canon lawyers for canonical processes, but usually, like, if you're like, oh, I'm talking about canon lawyer about that, like, it's not that kind of litigious society, um, or it shouldn't be, at least. Right. Usually, if you're talking to your canon lawyer about something, it means you're just trying to make trouble for your bishop. Oh, but,
0: no. Eek.
1: That happens. Um... But anyway, yes. So Father Siler has a do- he's a doctor of canon law, and he defended it. His- so um, for those who've been listening to the podcast now for almost a year, Father Siler was on back before we um, went off the radar, before we ghosted you all.
0: And so we did. We're, we're getting true. back to
1: that later, uh, and we, um, yeah, and now today he's a doctor. It's
0: very very cool. Well, congratulations to Father Siler. Congratulations to, to
1: Father Doctor Siler. Oh yeah,
0: what the heck am I Dr. doing? Doctor
1: Father Father Doctor. Yeah, uh, come on. He didn't. He didn't spend <laughs> three years studying canon. Four years studying canon law. How many? Three years. Yeah, studying canon law to just be called Father Siler. <laughs> Father Doctor Lawyer Siler.
0: So anticlimactic. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, um, great. Well, that's that. And um, exams are over now. Exams are over. School's done for the summer.
0: What's the song? School's out. don't dun, dun. dun.
1: For the summer. Is that it? Yeah. Or we're going to get sued now that we... That's (laughs) copyrighted.
0: Well, I don't think either of us sang it that well. So I don't think we'll get copyrighted. Hopefully
1: not. Hopefully we don't get sued. Um, But if we do, we'll call Father Siler because he's a lawyer. (laughs) Because
0: the canon law. will fix that. (laughs) Um, Anyway...
1: Great. So we are, um, Julia, continuing our conversation about friendship.
0: Yes, totally. So today we're actually talking about ending friendship, which is, I, I'm just, I'm wondering if we're going to be continuing throughout the summer. Right. So it's a little, getting a little meta.
1: We definitely have one more yeah. that we want to talk about friendship with Christ um, For going sure. forward. Because that's the whole spiritually, you know, friendship, supernaturalized friendship with Christ. But... Um, yeah, ending friendship. You know, just in case we end the podcast for this just summer. in case, well, boom. <laughs> well, we're busy. Let's just be sure we know how to end friendships.
0: Yeah, I mean, but there's always obviously like a time and place for ending friendships, and that's kind of I think what we want to get into today and talk about, especially since like there's times where like probably shouldn't do that, like ghosting or all that jazz but we'll get into that later so anyway sure.
1: so um so julia what are some circumstances or situations when when you would maybe need to like end a friendship when do you say like ooh, this person and i just can't stay friends
0: it's a great question i really think that when it's time to end a friendship there's usually something that two people are not getting along or not helping each other become their best like better people like if someone's constantly bringing you down there is a difference between being friends with bad people which we have talked about um i think there there can be like a real need to some occasionally like stop a friendship
1: sure um so tell me a little bit more like what what do you mean a need to to stop a friend like yeah i think that maybe we want to look at this in two different levels sometimes somebody does something that just really offends us it hurts us it's just like they really betray our trust now there's not that trust there and while we may while we're called to forgive them um that we we may not uh, continue being friends in the same way like we may not have that same level of openness or trust with them because of some offensive action some deeply hurtful thing that we need to recognize personal woundedness right somebody does something that hurts us oh okay like I may forgive you objectively, but I'm still hurt by this.
0: And that might just need some time to be like healing, like maybe like some time away from people. But that's when there's like a conversation between two people. Like, yeah, that really hurt. And so I don't know if we can continue being friends. Um,
1: Right. Whereas And this can
0: also be like if friends push boundaries, especially like let's say if you're like living in a secular world, if you're living, um, if you're friends with guys... And if they're continuing to push boundaries that you're like, oh, well, I don't really, like, I don't know. There's a right, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: There's a there's a level where it's like, okay, we don't have the same goal in mind, right? That, but I also, I think that actually goes more with the second uh, way. So the first way someone like hurts is some action that's like deliberately, usually some kind of fight, disagreement, argument, you know, tears, whatever. The second is where um, we don't have the same goal. In mind, whether for life or for the friendship, and so that could be something like like you are referencing, or it could be things where where somebody is um, they're actively trying to bring us down or make us worse. So it, it could be uh, an innocent; we just don't have the same goal in mind, or it could be a um, like you are actively trying to make me a worse person, and I recognize because of my own weakness, because all of us are weak and sinful human beings, that I, I can't stay friends with you in the same way. Right? That's where. I think this is kind of the the addendum to um, being friends with bad people is like, but if if I'm committing more sins, right? if this person is causing me to sin, then I don't meet that first criteria for that quote that we talked about, which is being strong in our faith, right? So I do think that there's so there's, there's two levels, right? There's the first is like argument based. The second is more of a teleology where it's we don't have the same goal, we we don't have the same objectives here. And that that's actually compromising to me. And therefore, I can't uh, stay, we can't stay friends.
0: Which can cause very awkward situations. And so, I think most most friendships, I do know, are a natural gift apart. But when it's needed where there's an argument of some sort, or you can tell, like, okay, this person's not making me be a better person, um, this conversation now that you know has to happen can be fairly awkward and also, like, not something we want to confront our friends with um, when like like especially people are like do I text this to this person do I go hang out with them and then tell them this how, how do I go about in this situation which is a hard thing to do
1: Sure so I think that brings us to um, kind of the the question of when it comes time to end a friendship do we drift or do we definitively end and I think friendships end in different ways right there's sometimes that there's a definitive end you just you just say like this really hurt me and I, I just uh, – I think we need some time apart, right? Um, that that happens in romantic relationships too uh, where there needs to be like a, an actual end. Um, but – so there, there's times where there needs to be a real kind of conversation. Um, there are times when people just drift apart. Uh, and then there's the third and we're going to talk about uh, ghosting where you you'd l- just really stop talking to someone <laughs> and you, you go – you you'd ignore their calls. You ignore their texts and you ghost them. Um uh the difference between drifting and ghosting i think is a um a
0: big difference it's
1: a big difference it's a matter of intention on the person not respond. right sometimes people just drift apart like you don't see each other as much anymore you're not um and maybe you're not interested in the same things or you just time wise not working out you, you don't stay as close with all your friends your whole life long just There's life also, doesn't like, work when you way.
0: enter different like colleges like there's a lot of high school friends that I used to be really good friends with that we kind of just drifted off when we went to college which is like I have no ill feelings towards them I highly doubt they have any ill feelings towards me but it's just like we don't talk as much as we used to and this is like something so natural that happens um and like I'm sure there's like some sort of like sometimes like this pain that's like oh well I like miss them but I there's no like do I do I reach out to them do I not reach out to them we're like completely different paths at this point so,
1: yeah, um, that, that's kind of the most normal way that that happens when there's some change in, in school or someone moves or education uh, or, or occupation, you know, changing jobs and now the friends that you had at your old job, you just don't see as much anymore. Could be any number of things. And at that time, people drift, and it's maybe not a conscious choice, but there is kind of a, an unconscious choice of like, I'm not pursuing friendship with this person anymore. And that's okay. I, I think that we really have to give ourselves permission for like, I'm not actively pursuing friendship with this person. I'm not trying to grow the friendship. I'm not calling and trying to, there's some people that like, we're going to keep making this, like I'm, we're going to stay in touch. We're going to make it work. And we're going to, and I'm going to actively work toward that. There are other people where it's like, I'm, I'm not actively working. Toward, you know, I, I just don't have the ability, the time to really invest my heart in this. And so we don't do that.
0: And when we have different, friendships already I think it also like making the conscious choice or even if it's unconscious choice of like I'm not actively pursuing this friendship it kind of makes our other friendships more intentional if like because now we're realizing okay I have this friendship that drifted off but I do have these other friendships continuing in my life and I want to continue them to grow and like get to know this person better if I have just met them or like just like build that trust between two people that we've already been friends with for a while
1: and then, um, so now that is opposed to ghosting. So, Julia, what is? How how would you explain or describe ghosting?
0: Ghosting, I would describe as ignoring. I would I, I would just like complete, full on ignore of the other person. Like you don't respond to texts, or you don't open texts. You don't respond to calls. That's straight ghosting. Or even even if you open the text and then you just don't reply.
1: Right. And um, why why would people do this?
0: I'm assuming it's based on not wanting to confront the person.
1: Okay, cool. So, so go stay. I mean, it's, it's not really a modern thing, but it's a modern thing insofar as we all have devices that are usually on our person that people know are on our person. Like, I cannot respond to your text messages, but if you see me on my phone later in the day, you're like, well, I know Father Casey saw that. So, um, you know, there's some aspect of that. So, yeah, so we ghosting someone and for the person doing the ghosting, um, it's an easier way out a lot of times. Like if you really but it's also a final way out. Like I just am not I'm um, I'm not going to talk to this person again. Right. They're going to maybe get the hint. They maybe won't, but I'm not going to. I'm ignoring them, I'm cutting them out of my life in this way and so there's a certain finality to it in that, um even though there's not a confrontation how do you come back from that like a year later like oh yeah i just ghosted you
0: no that's an awkward situation if you especially if you're like realizing you want to come back to like oh i do actually want to be friends with this person that can there's a lot of pain and hurt now it's not that like oh i just ghosted this person But you're like, now, oh, I I realize I really cared about that friendship, actually. And I have, how am I supposed to talk to this person? It, like, causes a lot more problems in the end than it really should to just ghost someone. Also, it's just not very courteous, nice. Um, It's kind of rude, I would say. Well, yeah,
1: I I mean, but if a friendship is ending, a lot of, you know, here's the thing. When, When friendship is a virtue, when we have the virtue of friendliness and friendship, then even in ending a friendship, we end it in the right way. It's not like – see, and I think that this actually gets into the difference of how when friendship is an act versus when it's something that is actually part of who I am. If I'm actually trying to be a friendly person, the type of person that's a good friend to my friends, then even when friendships need to end, um, we're going to do it in a way that's virtuous and not in a way that is uh, hurtful. It, we're you know The ability to, to even end something – It's look, it's the same with the job in a lot of ways. There's a way to quit a job, and there are ways to not quit a job, right? You give two weeks' notice. You do it in writing. If if the company decides, like, okay, that we'll pay you for the two weeks, but you don't need to come into work. Sometimes they do that for confidentiality things or different things, you know. So you give your two weeks' notice, but when you give your notice, the company may decide you don't need to come into work for those two weeks. We'll still pay you um, because somebody who's leaving, maybe you know, it's. Um, there could be any number of, of things there. But anyway, the point is the, the way to not do it is just to like not not show up one day and just email your employer saying I'm, I'm quitting or to quit publicly in front of like a lot of, you know, so there are ways to do it. Well, the same with ending a friendship. You don't just not show up one day. You also don't do it like public. You don't like gather an audience to, to quit a friendship.
0: It's not charitable in that sense. Like if you're if you're just gathering this attention now, like what's the point of ending this friendship? Is it really about that it's not helping you or is there, there more to you? Do you want to humiliate this person? Like what's the intentionality behind that now at that point? And sometimes I think it's from like just lack of care, not under like really caring about what happens. If, especially if you're doing it in public, sometimes people I just think don't realize or don't care that it's in public. They're just like, whatever I, but that, that lacks that virtue of friendship that you were talking about earlier. It's not actually. It's also. I don't think helping you at that point if you're just causing a scene, because now this is embarrasses yourself too, and like doesn't help you. Yeah, bro. but sometimes
1: you don't care. Like when, well, when someone really wants to cause a scene, they they may be objectively being embarrassed, but they don't even realize it a lot of times because they're just so focused on causing a scene. So, um, so that gets to kind of our next point, which is how how do we actually have that. Like when you need to confront a friend and, and you need to, you know, call it quits in a certain way, right? Either, again, because you have different objectives uh, in the friendship because it's just, you know, the person is uh, causing causing you to become a worse version of yourself and all these types of things. Like, I don't know. How do you do that?
0: I actually saw an Instagram post of this the other day. My friend posted on our story. It was like a series of like different texts. It's, it said, if you really want to end the, a friendship, it was talking about like, it was literally talking about friendships and like ending them. Huh. And it mentioned, if you, if you, you really, it's talked about, you really shouldn't ghost people because it's, it's not helpful. Just like you, you don't want to leave someone hanging, not knowing like, what did I do wrong? Cause some, most sometimes like it's nothing, the other person did wrong. If like, especially if it's after like a drifting kind of way. There's nothing that the person did wrong, but sometimes it's like the goals just don't work, right. and it's like, look, you just you just bring me down. Or, but they they, I wish I remembered some of these these like text forms that they like had as examples, because I thought they were really good. It was it was some of them said, like, oh, I'm, I'm like really grateful for our friendship, but I just I think I need more like time, like, away from you or whatever. They're, they're like, simple, like, right. 2 now, I, I don't things. think you
1: should do it over text. Oh, I, I, I agree. You talk to people in person, and um, I think, yeah, the goal is clarity, and, and as well, not ascribing bad motives to the person, right? You always want to, whenever you're having that type of—it's never—look, the person may have bad motives, but even in the conversation, you don't want to ascribe those, right? You want to say, like, I just— I don't think I I, I can't um, go down that road. I don't think I can be as um, good of a friend in these situations. You know, things like that. You just keep it very objective, but that you just can't... uh, I I don't think we're going to be hanging out in the same way (laughs) in the future.
0: Now, the issue kind of comes, I think, when people start trying to push you into... If you, like, made a decision, you're like, I really, like, don't think it's best for me to be their friend. I think this is why people... um, opt out for texting because it's oh like I was I was talking to someone actually the day about how they were texting their friend because they were like they did something that hurt them and they texted about it and I was like oh why didn't you like ask them in person like talk to them in person that seems like a, a conversation for in person um and she said she was like she would just have bald but I think I don't think that's even if you're going to you're very emotional about it maybe you should drink a cup of water before um but it's just so much better in person because you you have to give the other person that, that ability to react in front of you. And it also gives you more like it's it's just it's much more raw. And I think that's important in, in some, a situation like that.
1: Hey, I, I don't disagree. I think you got to do it in person. I think you got to be clear. Hopefully you're not emotional. Maybe. I mean, I, I go back to the employment um, question where... It's very difficult to have the conversation when you terminate someone's employment, but like you have to do it in person, right? You have to give the person Text, that. that te- respect. You're fired. Yeah, that, that doesn't <laughs> quite work. Um, but I, there's the episode of The Office Halloween where Michael has to fire someone by the end of the day. And have you seen this episode?
0: I've I've not an Office watcher. I've seen Parks and
1: Rec. Okay, well, this is a very funny episode, and I think I would I would recommend. Um, to anybody that needs to have a personnel change, that they they watch this first to see what not to do, right? Because good if you if you're just like hoping maybe this other person is gonna break it off first, right? And and look, this may also relate to romantic relationships, um, but that like if you just hope like oh maybe they'll break it off first, like maybe whatever, maybe someone will just decide to quit, and I don't have to fire anyone because someone will quit, the person will quit. Like that's not a good that's not a virtuous way to go about it. And so when ending a friendship, similarly. You have to, um, you got to be clear. And then, look, if you've kind of prayed about this, you've made a decision. You've decided like this is what needs to happen. Then, um, then you got to stick to it. And just being objective and and clear uh, is is helpful. And it's it could be um, very disconcerting. It could be difficult, but it's something you have to do.
0: I uh, I, I it's true though. I think th- I think the employment example does a really good job because it's it's some it's the issue though it's not a personal relationship the employment and i think that's when like emotions can really come involved cuz you do not have to be emotional about like firing like terminating a, like a a position but with friendship there's like a lot of trust that's there and now you have to like i've shared this part of my life with this person so now it's it's uh it can be hard but i don't think that means it's not necessary sometimes and it will change with each person and friendship and reasoning based on what the circumstances are however i still think it's there's a time and place for it
1: and then if you do it right julia you have the um then you could always restart a friendship right if you if you if you end it right you can restart it right if there's a if there's a lack of virtue if there's a lack of same goals from this friendship there's a, all that type of stuff and through personal weakness, I just can't be friends with this person at this time. Because that's also a thing. Like, well, maybe if I was not so susceptible to to these particular vices, let's say, then I could be friends with this person. But I'm personally not in a strength in a place of strength where I could do that. Okay, fine. But then there is a time. If you do it right, then you can restart it, right? And so I think that's another important aspect: is is how do you? Um, Like, you could restart these friendships. What are your thoughts on that?
0: I think restarting friendships are easiest, especially when you drift off. Because then if you're just like, oh, I miss this person, I will just text them and ask them how they're doing. Which I do with multiple people all the time. And, like, I don't always say that sometimes I'm not fully drifting off with people, but, like, we haven't, like, touched base in a while, maybe. Um, And so those those are the easiest to start because there's no real reason you guys stop being friends. You just... Either consciously or subconsciously drifted off from each other based on where you moved, where you live now, yada, yada, yada. Like, let's say if you moved to a new state and then the other person also later on moved, moved to the same state just coincidentally, there'd be no reason for you not to be drifting, like, not to be friends again if you guys wanted to be. So I think that's an easier situation. When there's an actual conversation that was needed, I mean, I've been friends with people though, that we like had to stop being friends. And then like, we're now like, we're not friends in the same way probably, but like, I'm friends with them again. Like we just like reached out to each other. I don't remember who did, who reached out to who, but it's, it was fine. Like we're, we're now friends. It's a different circumstance, but I think we were okay. Like it's, it's not a problem. We're still, there's goodwill now involved. It was just based off like a fight or whatever.
1: Sure. And I mean, this is all part of uh, the whole structure of what we've been talking about this semester where you have being friends with, you know, people of different morals and people that are bad at being friends and then even an element of correction and how do you have those tough conversations. And now like, okay, at the end of the day, what happens when you just can't can't be friends anymore? But it um, but okay, like then maybe it could restart in the future. But there's there's a point where you don't want to have that vulnerability to a way, again, usually through through your own inability to to resist um, uh, uh, pressures toward things that, that are not in keeping with the goals for your life, uh, but that you want to, um, yeah, you just need to say like, okay, this is not helpful or productive in my life right now.
0: However, I do think that even if you maybe burned a bridge, maybe you ghost someone real bad. <laughs> I don't think just th- apologize. Yeah. I think there's still a, like a, a, even if you don't want to be friends with that person, maybe even just reaching out and being like, Hey, look, I really shouldn't have done what I did. But this might be circumstantial, you know, but I don't think there's ever a problem where you should always give it a shot. If like, let's say it was a year later and you want to be friends now with said person that you've ghosted in the past. You never know what the other person on the other side is thinking. Even if they just wanted an explanation, maybe you can give them that even if you can't give them your friendship
1: that's that's an awesome uh, thought uh, you never know what someone else think you never know what they're going through what they've where they've changed and how they've grown and all these types of things and the ways that they're trying to, to change and grow awesome julia well this is um a little meta you know ending, it does feel
0: meta a little uh,
1: ending <laughs> ending our podcast for the season no we may keep going we're not really sure but just in case we do we want to get this out there before um <laughs> before we we just ghost um our, our ghost faithful, the podcast world audience right so good any last thoughts on this
0: my last thought is probably just the it's based on even if some like on the other side of it now, like if you are the person that was like ended the friendship, like not ended the friendship received the ending friendship. um, Even after like a while, if you want to be friends with this person again, and like, let's say you've grown, if it was based off like a fight or whatever, there's also a point where you can also reach out to um, and restart that friendship. Like, cause like I said, it like, you, can, you never know what the other person is thinking. And so it's never not worth it to, like, try at least. I don't know.
1: No, I totally agree. It's, it's always worth it. You know, you could always... And then if the other person decides, no, uh, they're still not there, okay. Like, whatever. You don't have to be friends with everyone. And that's there's a real freedom in that. Cool. Well, um, this has been great. So from here at St. Francis, I'm Father Casey.
0: And I'm Julia. God bless.